0: following is a recording of a sermon given at All Saints Lutheran Church in Ottawa, Canada. For additional messages and more information, visit allsaintslutheran.ca. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Alan Gilman from All Saints Lutheran Church with a special message for Christmas. This probably is, for most people in the world, the most inconvenient Christmas ever, now, of course, there'll be exceptions that exceptions to that. There, you've probably gone through some difficult Christmases, some of you anyway, in the past, and and maybe uh, the reason for whatever you're going through now may not be directly due to the COVID-19 crisis. But I'm sure that that's not making making your life any more convenient. Uh, something that doesn't help is that the images of Christmas that we have are are full of. W- tend to be full of warm fuzzies. Here, too, I know there are exceptions. For a lot of people, Christmas uh, is a very difficult time of year. A lot of people feel lonely at this time. Uh, but for for others, Christmas is this very precious time, and it's full of family and friends and gatherings and lots of food. And um, And many of you aren't able to do that this year. And so the good memories are actually making this year more difficult as a result. Um, Before I I continue, I I, I want to um, make a note that when we think about the of Christmas and and what Christmas is all about, uh, we need to remember that what Christmas is, December 25th, became in church history a time to commemorate the birth of Jesus. It's not really Jesus' birthday, December 25th. No Bible scholar believes that Jesus was born on December 25th and that Christmas is the celebration of his birthday. What happened in church history is uh, it became, December 25th, became the time to commemorate Jesus' birth without necessarily saying that he was born on this day about 2,000 years ago. The Scriptures aren't clear as to exactly when he was born. And so it's 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 fine to have a time like this to commemorate his birth, uh, but it's one of the. It's not right to say. Uh, people often talk about on the first Christmas. Let, let's read the story in the Bible about the first Christmas. Well, the first Christmas is the whatever that first time was when they commemorated his birth on December twenty-fifth. Jesus was born. Uh, about 2,000 years ago but that wasn't the first Christmas. I hope that that makes sense. So there's a bit of there's a difference between Christmas, the commemoration of his birth, and the events surrounding his birth. but that is what we want to be remembering at that at this time. And so what I like to do is I like to read the events of, of Jesus birth from Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20. I know I read this passage last week, but it's worth reading again. Our father, we thank you again for these marvelous words and for this wonderful occasion where we could remember these events that how you became a man by sending your son to, to save us. Father, help us to appreciate more and more what you've done, what you called uh, Mary and Joseph to do and help us to know how these events, the difference that these events should make in our lives today, and especially at this time, Lord. We look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I want to focus on is the journey to Bethlehem. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a professor I know who's a specialist in New Testament Greek asked me about this story. He, in his understanding, the fact that Joseph and Mary, a very pregnant Mary, would travel to Bethlehem to fulfill this decree to be registered in Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem, Is it it's, It seemed far-fetched to him. It didn't really make any sense. But there's an aspect to this that it's in the story, and, and it's very easy for us to read over it over very quickly, but it, it's the clue, it seems to me, as to what led Joseph and Mary to head down to Bethlehem at this at this time. Um, and so, it's, it's found in a part of verse five, that Joseph went with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. Now, this should shout out at us. And it, this is something that I've been trying to explain when I was teaching the Gospel of Mark this past year. And if you haven't, Taking the time to listen to that series or watch that series, I encourage you to do so. And you can go to allsaintslutheran.ca slash mark to to watch or listen to that series. The way the Bible's written, it doesn't give us all sorts of extra information to, to get us to notice what it's saying. Often it just says things and we're supposed to notice. Now, it really shouldn't take that much noticing to see how scandalous this really is that joseph was with mary his betrothed who was with child this is to clue us in that the baby that she's carrying was not joseph's baby now of course we know the story we know that that she was impregnated by the spirit of god no matter how fanciful that seems that's actually what happened but think of this from the the culture that they were in in the small town that they were in and what that would mean to them Uh, As news was getting around that Mary, who was engaged to Joseph, had become pregnant, but everybody knew there was no doubt that Joseph wasn't the father. There was a tradition that took hold over the early centuries. There was a philosopher, a Greek philosopher, uh, named Celsus, not Celsius, but Celsus, who he claimed— that she had an affair with a Roman soldier by the name of Panthera, Pantera, Pandera, different sounds to his name. And this seemed to be among detractors, the story that stuck that this young Jewish woman, she was probably about 14, 15 years old, had an affair with a Roman soldier. This was scandalous. And yet, Joseph, righteous man, now Joseph knew from God what was really going on, but that didn't mean you were going to be able to convince the the people of the town and all the gossiping and this, the the things that would be said and thought of about this couple. And so we're not let in on uh, on all the details surrounding this registration that uh, the Roman government had decreed and and why people had to go to various places to do it and and why Joseph went right at this time. Why didn't they Why didn't they wait till the baby was born? Why why did they go at this time? And a very likely possibility as to why they went at this time was because it was just getting too much for them in Nazareth. That that would be the, the normal thing. As she was getting more and more pregnant, that not more and more. You know what I mean? As she was showing more, you, you could only be pregnant or not pregnant. As you know, those who know me, we've had ten kids. I don't know how all this works. And so um, as she was looking more pregnant, that's probably the better way to say it, um, it just would have been more and more difficult for them. And so they went on this very arduous journey, walking to Bethlehem. It would be about a three-day walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And I know we all have pictures of Joseph leading this donkey with Mary on top, and still to think what it would have been like to travel almost you know nine months pregnant about to give birth on a on traveling on a donkey well actually the donkey is also a tradition uh there's there's a lot of things about the christmas story and and pictures that we have of it including the warm fuzzies that i mentioned at the beginning there's no warm fuzzies in this actual story it's a story of as far as what mary and joseph had to endure of first of all being uh thought of as as being scandalous being thought of in such a bad way uh and then having to take this journey donkey or no donkey as far as we know there was no donkey but here they had they're on their way in a sense like outcasts on their way to bethlehem remember they don't know how this is all going to work out they're just doing what they have to do at this time. And, and yes, there's a prophecy about the Messiah having to come from Bethlehem in Micah chapter 5, but they're not going. There's a prophecy in Micah 5 and we're in Nazareth, so we better find some way to get to Bethlehem. They're just seeking to live their lives. And uh, and doing what they need to do was very, very inconvenient to say uh, to say the least. And so when they then they get to to Bethlehem, and the way the story normally translated in English is that uh, they laid the baby in a manger because there's no room in the inn, which gives the impression that uh, that there was these um guest facilities like motels in the town of Bethlehem. and because of this registration, they were all full. And so then we have this image of Joseph with Mary on the donkey and Joseph knocking on all the doors, my wife's about to give birth, or my wife's about to give birth, please somebody take her in. No oh, no room, you know, no room and no no room in the homes, no room in the in in the motels, and then somehow all that's left for them is this barn with these animals and that's that's where they uh they as they end up Mary gave birth there among the animals and laid him in the feeding trough, the manger. They did lay him in a feeding trough, and there were likely animals there, but in Bethlehem at that time, and uh, when I led a tour to Israel in 2015, we were taken to a house that actually had an, an ancient house that had what they probably experienced when Jesus was born, and that was houses would have a special place in the house for the animals to bring the animals inside and and they had a special place and what was probably going on is wherever they were staying they had to be in with where the animals were that part of the house because there was no no room in the guest room of the particular house where they had found lodging that's probably a more accurate way to describe what occurred but either way um it's still very inconvenient. there's nothing normal about this story. There's nothing convenient and easy about the story. And if you've given birth, that birth isn't convenient. Birth is a, is one of the most painful experiences a human being could go through. So that alone. But that's at least that's normal, right? Um, but but there would have been a normal way to have a baby uh, in that day. And a more convenient way to have a baby. and Joseph and Mary did not experience that at all. Uh, and it probably all goes back to the fact that here God chooses Mary among all the women of the earth, among all the young ladies of Israel. It had to be it had to be a Jewish baby to, to fulfill God's plan. Um, and he chose this woman, and her name was actually Miriam in Hebrew um and we say mary in english uh but we could say miriam in english too that's another story and um she's chosen by god and then thought of by everyone as as a sinful woman who did a horrible thing and then what's with joseph going overboard and taking her in a, anyway? anyway like just who like who would understand such a thing and, and they would be looked down upon and then, and, and, you know, good riddance when they, when they left the town and headed out to who knows where, like go have your baby somewhere. And this whole idea of being outcasts and having to, to suffer because they were called by God for this extraordinary task chosen to bring the savior into the world and take care of him as a young infant. And, um, so we might think you know what would have been so much easier for them would have been so much more convenient for them had God not invaded their lives but would it have been easier is life really that easy well i know that you know last year at this time life felt a lot easier um life maybe seen more fun but maybe not i don't know what you've been through and actually, human life is full of trouble. Now, the Lord says in the Gospel of John, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And there is a certain kind of trouble that we can expect when God gets hold of our life, calls us and calls us to live for him, as was for Mary and Joseph at this time. But life is full of trouble. Human life is full of trouble. This whole COVID situation is is unique in one way, but it's not unique in other ways. Um people have been dying of sicknesses uh, they desire of sicknesses last Christmas time. Families, maybe not your family, but other families were torn apart last Christmas time. And really, maybe we had more fun last Christmas time, but what, were our lives really better? last christmas time yeah so maybe life is more convenient and we've been our life is full of conveniences in in 2020 there's so much at our disposal easy to access and not for all people and not for all people in the world some people are you know there's a lot of very poor people in the world there's poor people in our city and you might have been struggling anyway So, sure, Mary and Joseph's life uh, was made more inconvenient. But the people of Israel at that time were, were occupied by Rome, the brutal, burdensome, oppressive rule of Rome. They had some privileges, but life was really difficult. Life was difficult in a certain way before the Messiah came. And when the Messiah came, He brought light, he brought love, he brought goodness, he brought truth. And so whatever troubles we might face, be it COVID or something else, life with God is far more wonderful and good than life without God. You know, COVID, the COVID situation really isn't the main inconvenience that we're facing this year especially when you know the lord the real inconvenience is that we don't really understand how to serve god in the midst of this covid situation yet there's all these restrictions and unless some miracle happens we're facing a, a new month-long uh, lockdown here in Ottawa uh, starting uh, in the early minutes of, of Boxing Day, uh, which is Saturday. And I'm not you're when you're listening to this and I've recorded it before, but you get it all figured out. So we're facing all these restrictions and a lot of people are upset about that. And other people, it makes them feel really safe because you can hunker down in your house and you kind of wait for this thing to be over. But folks, we don't know when this is going to be over. And we don't know if these restrictions are actually going to keep people safe. There's so much confusion. But the the real inconvenience for the faithful follower of Jesus is not this lockdown The inconvenience is seeking to find out what God wants us to do in the midst of the lockdown. What it's, what it's easy, it's convenient just to listen to the government and do whatever they say. And as I've mentioned before, a, a, a couple of messages ago, we need to respect the government. We need to submit to government, but that only goes so far. What we need to be doing is be attuned to what God is saying to us and obeying him, whatever that is. And that begins with an understanding of what God is doing in our midst with the COVID restrictions, without the COVID restrictions. I want to read uh, a section of the book of Romans. I, I love quoting Romans 8.28, but I want to read a little bit more of that section to get where God is right now in the midst of these inconvenient times. So I'm reading Romans 8, verses 28 through 31. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined them to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? This was true in Jesus' day. So that Joseph and Mary were able to do the inconvenient thing in the fulfilling what God wanted them to do. This was true in Paul's day, as he, as he faced all sorts of suffering, as he spent time in dungeons, chained to the wall. He knew these words were true. If God is for us, who could be against us? What was true in Jesus' day and was true in Paul's day is also true in our day. Now, there's nothing in here about convenience. There's nothing here about the warm and fuzzies. These are nice-to-haves, but they're not guaranteed. What is guaranteed for the true follower of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is that we could know his overwhelming joy and presence in the most inconvenient times. And I focused on that in my last message, and I'm going to leave a link in the description that if you didn't watch or listen to it, that you could do that because we need to recapture the sense of joy, which is happiness that we can have in whatever circumstances we're in, COVID included. So let's anticipate what God wants to do in our lives during this most inconvenient Christmas. But we need to be willing to pursue God at this time and not just sit back and and wait t- till this whole thing is over. What does God want to say to us right now? What does God want us to do right now? And there's something that I shared in the kids' message, the special Christmas kids' message, that I, I want you to take some time to listen to. It's just a few minutes long. And I put the link in the video description below. So check that out. And so I'd like to take this time in during these most inconvenient times to wish you and yours a most blessed Christmas time. And may your new year be filled with the light and love of the Lord like never before. Thank you for listening. For additional messages and more information, please visit us on the web at allsaintslutheran.ca.